Hi friends, my name is Luke Barry and this is What's Wrong With Ya, a podcast that asks what the flip is wrong with ya, what's going on in your brain and how do we get it out into the world and this is the first in my series of interviews that I'm going to be sticking out on the first Monday of every month and this one features uh, a friend of mine, Dwayne Dugan and I think this is a perfect way to start for me because these interviews are aimed at me kind of trying to figure out my own mind through talking to other people and I don't think there's a better way for me to do that than by talking to Dwayne. We are friends for 20 years this year and uh, we've known each other an awful long time. We've tried comedy together, we've tried music, comedy music together, we've tried stand-up. Dwayne is a professional comedian, he's a graphic designer, he's done an awful lot of stuff, um, had a really interesting life in terms of his uh, graphic design work in terms of his comedy work done a lot of cool stuff and we talk about all of it we also talk about um how our house burnt down when we were living in it we talk about how that affected me how that affected him uh, and it's really interesting for me to look back on and this podcast is meant to be my kind of i suppose mental health journey or whatever um kind of so it was really interesting i will look back on this interview and my body language shift when we start to talk about how that fire affected me is very noticeable and um, my, my body language completely changes and I become very nervous and thrown off on my questions towards Dwayne straight away afterwards and I suppose it, it's probably important for me to say that the first massive anxiety attack that I remember suffering was directly after that fire uh, it was happening quite a bit afterwards and Anytime I heard a fire alarm for years afterwards, I went into a state of panic or shock. Uh, still to this day, really, I think um, I went to counselling a couple of years ago and one of the elements that kept coming back was that fire. And I don't know what it, why it had such an effect on me besides the fact that I could have died in it, I suppose. But I don't think that's all it is. I don't know what it is, but it triggers something in a part of my brain that I don't fully understand. But I'm aiming to understand. That's the point of this podcast, to talk to people and understand them and possibly understand me so Dwayne Dugan is who we're interviewing today he was the best man at my wedding uh, last year did an incredible job so much to the point where um, one of my uncles came up to me at the wedding and said great day Luke had a great day yourself and Dwayne were fantastic and I was like that's a nice thing to say except for I married Kate I didn't marry Dwayne and um, I would have married Dwayne I should have married Dwayne maybe don't say that to Kate poor Kate Kate, I know you don't watch this anyway, but no one showed us. I don't want to marry Dwayne anyway. We'd murder each other. Uh, but yeah, so there's nothing left to do except for go to the interview with Dwayne Dugan where we discuss an awful lot of random topics and uh, stick around till the end because there's an incredible story about his doctor. Ready to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm being Luke Barry. I don't wear sunglasses. Yeah, well, I'm making you better. Oddly enough, for somebody who wears backwards hats a lot, I'm... I'm always worried that I look like a douchebag if I wear sunglasses. I think that ship has sailed, probably. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Right, the so... Wrist, the letter is... Oh. Letter what? Letter wristband. I have a watch. Oh, it's black. It looks like a letter wristband. I just mean in the past. I took a shot there that you weren't wearing one. I'd wear letter wristbands now without a problem. <laughs> right, this isn't about me. This is about you. Dwayne Dugan, what's wrong with ya? Uh, I am constantly in pain uh, for a man who has not had an active or physical life. You're in physical pain? 
all, all, all the time. And go on, tell me about uh, it. Do you know when you wake up and you, you're like, oh, I slept funny, my neck is weird? Yeah. Yeah. That hasn't gone away for about a year now. I kind of left to go for a while, being like, oh, I just slept weird, I just slept weird. But it's like, it's now my shoulder and my neck. Every so, day. So it's just sleeping weird, or is it age? Is it arthritis? Are you... It's definitely arthritis. Is it the weight of the world on your shoulders? Oh, I I just let that go a long time ago. I'm just going to uh, point out, I'm going to keep this in the recording and I'm not going to stop, but you sound like you're after inhaling loads of helium. Oh, that's because of the... Uh, that's happened with this microphone before. That's with brilliant. you. That's brilliant. I'm super excited about that. When we when we tested your last podcast. What last podcast were you on? We did a test during lockdown. I don't that think it went out. Really? Yeah. I know we and did. And I used this, and I remember I had to disconnect it. I just remember that now, so that's why I said. I remember we did a we did a fake interview. No, it's funny. You, you never did anything with it, and this oh, was yeah, that... the very start. This was like April twenty twenty. Oh, okay, fair enough. So yeah, this is this is another test. If this goes out, it's because it went well. Um, and I'm definitely still going to put it out if Dwayne sounds like he's on helium because that makes it all the better when we're trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with him. So I suppose it's better now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Less funny. My voice is high pitched enough without you. Are, yeah, that, defects. that's the thing. The fact that it took me like before we started recording, we were talking for about five or ten minutes. And the fact that it took me that five or ten minutes to realise that there was a weird sound to it is fantastic. Okay, I'm not happy with So, that. for listeners, viewers, whatever way this goes out, me and Dwayne know each other for 20 years this year? Uh, this year, yes. So, yeah, it would have been transition year we met, so we were 15, yeah? 14? It was 19 and a half years. 19 and a half years, that's crazy. A lot has happened, a lot has gone on. Um, but here's the thing, right? This podcast is about me trying to find people who have interesting jobs or are kind of, I suppose, oddball characters. Take that offensively if you want. But I always get the feeling that in our relationship, I think that you're the weird one and you think that I'm the weird one. Would that be accurate? Uh... You always point out my... I want to say neurotic behavior, but oddball, and erotic, and erotic, yes, uh, behavior. But I okay, so okay to rephrase that. Maybe you'd be more publicly seen as the odd one, but my antics behind the yeah, scenes I didn't, would be. I didn't. I didn't ever like that. What that you were seen as the odd when, one when we were growing up, and we were seen as like kind of a pair, and it was like, oh yeah, Dwayne's a bit weird. I marketed. Luke, I marketed Luke, you that way though. Luke has it all together. Well, I marketed you that way. Yeah. I didn't have the front. Oh, would you would change so, Yeah, that'd be my view of it. Was that that would be accurate, yeah? That that's Well, I think it's that I it's that classic, it's every uh TV duo that they put together. It's there's one of there's one of the two who doesn't think either of them are idiots. Mm-hmm. And then there's one of the two who thinks the other's an idiot, but yeah, they're yeah. both idiots in every so sense were, of the word. We were both idiots, is what you're saying. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The the amount of stuff that we broke 
trying I'm going to say I broke trying to film videos in your mother's house probably my mother's house probably many places things just got broken well there was the banister the banister your the couch, couch I think I, did we break the couch or was that we broke the couch but not the way my mother remembers it okay she says she remembers a video where you jump on the couch and then we stop and go, oh, shit, the couch broke. What are we going to do? Quick hide. And then we put it on the internet and went, no, that never happened. <laughs> yeah, but we were idiots. Wait, there is footage of that, though. But it's not, there's no audio. It's in a video uh, recording a, don't be crying, uh, recording a cover of a, <laughs> recording the cover of a Vertigo. And you jump up on the couch and you start doing this. It was lip sync before lip sync was cool as well. Yeah, long before it was cool. (laughs) And you stop and go and look down and then look over at me and then kind of laugh at the camera. So my foot just went through the couch, basically. Yeah, but like that couch was very old. So talk to us about back then, we're teenagers, you said there we're trying to create videos and stuff. What made you do that? So we know you're a comedian now, you're graphic designer, web designer, that kind of stuff. That creativity kind of started in your teenage years. What starts you? What makes you go, I want to make something, basically? I don't know. Just, I saw a show, I think you saw it too, Joe Lysett's recent show. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it, but he uses a phrase by a different comedian, Josie Long, saying, if you want something to exist, you have to create it yourself. Yeah. And then I have that thought every single day. And sometimes I follow through and sometimes I don't. I'm like, oh, I'd love to watch that. I should make it. I'm like, well, not dead and it won't be fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think that's it. I would just think of something I wanted. And if it didn't exist, I would try it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one. Um, I thought I was I was desperate to just watch myself on the telly all the time. I think you were. Same yeah. as I, I, I definitely was. That was my driving force behind it. Anyway, I wanted attention of all sorts. Yeah, yeah, definitely, good or bad. That's mm-hmm. like, and often bad. But the thing you saying there about making things that you want to see and stuff, we made. Everything. We tried to make almost everything. We tried to make comedy things. We put together a documentary for our school play and stuff like that. It seemed to be like in excess of what teenagers would normally produce. And I suppose it makes sense that both of us would end up working in some level of that field that we ended up uh, doing it in. But like, is there a want for acceptance or something is there like uh like you for you in particular you were new to our school and transition here and you straight mm. away me and you start making stuff darren comes in darren starts making stuff with us our friend darren that is um so was there a want to be accepted in that or to maybe if you're not being accepted to be accepted for being on the outside of something even because i know that's that would be my view of it well, I just, I, I, I always wanted to join in in things. I like, if I watch a football game on the telly, 
I get really excited to go play five aside a few days yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. I can't watch things from the outside. Uh, weirdly enough, uh, wrestling was like one of the biggest things we bonded over. I'd never had any interest in actually doing that. And that's what was funny was one of my favorite shows was Jackass. So I bought a camera before mm-hmm. camera phones to film it because I wanted to be like the lads on Jackass. And then I realized most of it's hurting yourself. So then it's like, nah, not that. Yeah. So, so do, it... I want to do anything that doesn't have physical pain. Which is why it's so bad that I have physical pain all the time now. You have it anyway. You might as well have just been Jackass and done wrestling. Yeah. I'm you also jumping things I, and falling down. I never did that stuff. I would, I would have been happy to be in Jackass. If, yeah. because, as I said, you want for attention, to, whether it's positive or negative. Like we did a bush jumping thing where was it the bush attacker? We presented it like a new show where somebody was attacking bushes. Yeah. And, I and it got, it got reported, it got reported in a local newspaper. What? Yeah. It got reported in, is it inside Cove at the time? Why? For people um, wrecking bushes in the States and stuff. Ah. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping there was like, this man and the we bush attacker. You we were proud of it. Oh, yeah. Because we made it into the media. Pew, pew. We're badass hate, sons of guns. I, I, I want to be myself, but I also hate who I am. That was deep. When you say that it was like a, that. That was a deep, deep. That, that was out of nowhere. I don't... I don't know. I'm I'm, the, I'm I'm my biggest fan, but then you tell me things that we did, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, hate that guy. But I do, I I'd agree with that. But I do also think that you probably wouldn't be running a comedy club in Dublin if you hadn't done all that kind of stuff. It's all. I hate you saying that sentence as well. This is all just. <laughs> This is you're meant to be talking about yourself here. Like that's the point of this. Interview. But that's what I mean. I love to chat about myself. But just then not... when the topic is the topic's about me, I'm like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> well, that's good. I want it to be uncomfortable. We said that before yeah. we started recording. That's why I'm standing. Make you uncomfortable. Does your t-shirt just say creativity? Mm-hmm. I hate that more than anything. I don't know what else so it says. It's today. creativity. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. There you go, Dwayne. You can think about that, about the old stuff we used to create as teenagers. That is, that is like... This t-shirt, somebody... this t-shirt costs 150 on Sheen. <laughs> I asked you a few questions in advance and you, for some reason, sent me the answers, even though they were meant to be <laughs> so that you could think about it for this show. It was a form that I had to submit. Yeah, I'm very professional. I'm professional broadcasting son of a bitch. Yeah, but like, so why wouldn't I submit it? Why would I want to know your answers? I need to chat about them. Did you I send me, the form? You gave me very cleverly worded answers. And I was like, well, what's this? This isn't any good to me. He's not going to say this. Well, what's the form about then if you don't want them? The form was different. If I wanted you to answer them there and then, I'd have put them on the form. The form was... Oh, the other put... questions. Yeah. I thought you just forgotten to put those questions no, in. No, that one's... no, 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 no. This is, this is so I can ask you this now. Also, because... I got I to gotta, I gotta pretend that this is, uh, these are real answers. Yeah, exactly. So, like, oh, the first one I asked you was, who would play you in a film? Give me an answer for that. Oh, well, if, I'm racking my brain here. Um, <laughs> what would I say? Uh, I said uh, Rob McElhenney, just because yeah, everyone yeah. always told me that I looked like him. And then for a while, people, it then turned into, oh, yeah, you, 
Matt from Sunday's like a skinny you. It was like, well, that that's changed. Wasn't fair. <laughs> and then he got fat. It's like, oh, you look just like the guy from Sunday. It's like, fuck this. You were always more of a Charlie to me. I think that's the voice. In appear in appearance, though, I think I think fat yeah, Matt yeah, does yeah. look like me. <laughs> so Rob McElhenney's playing you. Will he get the the mannerisms, the characteristics across? Oh, he's a professional actor. I hope he can. You know, that's uh that's what we're paying him for. And if he can't, he knows where to go. What's the story of the film? What's it about? Me. Well, yeah, but what's the what's the actual? It's just you there playing with your dog. Is that is that the film? No, it's um, it's the latest uh, Marvel film. All right. And you're what the bad guy, the good guy? No, no, no. <laughs> well, that's one of them, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> the neutral hero. Um, I guess I'd just be I'd be your your average superhero. Um, like I've never seen a Marvel film. I don't know how to improv this. Okay, um, I want to I want to talk about this. Actually, this is if we're talking about what's wrong with you. This is one of the what's wrong with you things. That why have you never seen a Marvel film? I know the answer to this, but it's talk about it. Nothing about it interests me. Why? I don't know. I don't know what's in them, but I see that that because it's like not because are... it's not. There you go. Go say it. Yeah, it's not. It's it's too much fakeness. But I don't mind some of that. But I I well, never get fully into it's it. It's a film. It's meant like. Will you not watch a film that seems not believable? You won't be able to separate yourself in that sense. Uh, I'll watch some films that aren't set in reality, but like superheroes are just. Superheroes and goblins and all that stuff. Literally a box of comic books next week. Yeah, I just. What's the I, difference I, between I that like... and wrestling, though? You're a big wrestling fan, or stand up, big stand up fan. I, I suppose stand up's based in reality, so I suppose that's not. Well, people make it up. People fake it. Just. Like guns that don't have actual bullets. What's that about? You want people all to shoot. All shoot rays and fight, like get a life. So Star That's Wars. I, I used to watch Star Wars. Yeah, and do you know what? I never saw any of the new ones, and I'll never watch them. Nothing against them. If you like them, fair play. But I just, I think it would really annoy me. Where's the line then? Whereas the, like, say, wrestling, and I know that you are into the more unrealistic wrestling at times as well, the comedy stuff. Where's the line? The passing um, to... Like, where, where does it stop that you can't separate yourself from it anymore? Because, like, the comedy wrestling's an inside joke. Okay. Everyone's yeah, part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Whereas, even if it's even if it's unrealistic, it's just some level. I don't I don't know what Ant Man is, <laughs> but it sounds really dumb. It is, unless he shrinks to the size of an ant. That yeah, that's what he does. Well, that's dumb for Paul Rudd. He should have a <laughs> bit more respect. He's very good in it. Well, he only has a little role. Hey, eh? hey, he also becomes giant man though, giant man. Mm. Genuinely, so yeah, but so Lord uh, of the Rings, Harry Potter, that kind of stuff. You can't. I don't mind Harry Potter. 
Oh. There's a could be can't can't like that. No, because there's muggles in Harry Potter. Oh, and yeah, when I they suppose. see the magic, yeah, yeah, yeah. they go, What's going on with that? That's different. That's not right. In I loved Lost. They go, Why is there a polar bear here? That doesn't make sense. So then they go, yeah, yeah. Well, at least now we can both agree that the weird stuff happening shouldn't be happening. As opposed to Atman going, he shrunk and going, Yeah. Yeah, well, the first few Marvel films, it is like that. And then it becomes more normal. You know, I'm going to... you got to relax. What's going on with you? I'm getting rid of these chicken wings. It's a good idea. I'll just start that bit again. Uh, I'd probably say Rob McElhenney. (laughs) (laughs) We have to cut all the Marvel stuff then. He's got uh, got nice muscles. Watch this for for a... what you call it? Link. Dwayne, you made me laugh there. Tell me about your comedy. Is that good? Is that broadcasting? Is this the duck is sits on her hole and sleeps all day? And it sounded like you decided. said duck there. Yeah. The duck. Of a pet duck. Um so uh, comedy, Dwayne. Talk to us about comedy. To take a question from your own podcast, my first gig podcast, what's your first experience of comedy? I had a tape deck and it had two songs on it. So I went through my mother's tape collection to find tapes and uh, I got Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. Great album. Uh, Ocean, Ocean Color Scenes, Mosley Shoals. And then there was an album, Classic Conley, which was a Billy ah. Conley live album. And completely, I, I, I'd never like shared that with uh, Fiona, uh, my girlfriend, for the listeners. <laughs> also a comedian. Um, a, a better one. And um, don't say that, Dwayne. You're a fantastic comedian. I'm semi-retired now. I'm giving up on. I'm, I'm just going to do, do the, do the Vegas showbiz cabaret nights. That's the way that was fun, actually. Yeah, um, she just got me uh, for Christmas a, a Billy Connolly uh, vinyl from a record shop, like the only one in the record shop. Yeah. And I started looking at the set list on the back and I was like, I could swear this is the tape I used to have. And uh, I put it on and it's the exact one and hadn't listened to it in 20 years and could still like recite it because I just, yeah. it was just, I would, I would go to bed with uh, the headphones going up like around my bed um what's the things on the corner of the bed posts headphones going around the bed post into the pillow and then I'd lie on the pillow listening to it the uh, rockers figures that you bought me for my wedding just fell yeah that's a that's a metaphor for this interview <laughs> um, but yeah, the, so which what what Billy Connolly jokes were they, and why for you did that burn into your brain? Like, if you're still able to remember that word for word, it obviously had a massive impact. Like, did uh, it? Is it? Is it his storytelling style? Is it something that's specifically related to you, or is it just this idea of somebody who's making people laugh for a job, basically? Well, I was I, I I'm a big football fan, and he had a joke about. Celtic and Rangers rivalry and being in the stands and being he he very cleverly says 
a guy went to the Celtic and Rangers match and sat in the wrong section. And if you listen back, he never says which yeah. which team. So both fans can just apply we're the good guys, they're the bad guys, whatever side you're on. And uh, so it's a guy who sits in the wrong section for the Celtic Rangers match and all the stuff that happens. And so I was able to picture that and understand it, like, or relate to it. But it's like, it was a, like it's a classic joke trope now, but it was the fact that you didn't see, the ending was like a swerve. And it was like, uh, when you thought this guy was down and out, he was actually getting his own back on, on the other fans. Um, and then that was the surprise of that and the audience reacting to that surprise. I remember just being like, that was like, that was genius. That was way better than regular stories. All stories should have a surprise <laughs> and a laugh. And is that something that when you became a comedian, you tried to emulate in any way or had your tastes evolved to, or is, is there well, anything a, from, from those early Billy Connolly stuff that you'd do on stage yourself? Like not the jokes, but the uh, yeah, probably. Like it was obviously he was very good at it, but his like the methods are common enough, so I definitely would have adopted some of those. But what uh, it's funny that I said there that every story should have uh, jokes and in, in it. Uh, I notice I do that now. I mentioned playing five side earlier, and I play five sides uh, every Tuesday, and uh we're all very unfit people so it's a lot of panting and quietness not a lot of calls for the ball <laughs> um because everyone's out of breath but i noticed that they're more than anything and i'm like oh this must happen other places but it's just not as obvious i like make a joke like every 15 seconds and no one ever reacts and I, every time i make the joke i'm like would you just shut up i don't and know where i, just, I walked I have with to... you it was well, recently enough, so it might have been my stag, and I remember I was sitting with you in a restaurant or a pub or something, and you made a Probably joke. A pub. <laughs> the lads having, having pints, lads doing pints. Uh, oh. But uh, it was the waiter or the waitress or something. Somebody said something to you, and you made a kind of a pun or a joke back to them. And as they walked away, they didn't respond to it. And you literally put your head into your hands. You're like, oh, why the fuck do I do this? <laughs> you, you could see that it was real, that you, it was, it was like this impulse you can't fight. The joke yeah. comes out before you even register that it's happening almost. I, I wouldn't want to not do it, but I hate that I do it. Why do you hate that you do it though? Because it's so needy. It's so obviously needy. Are you a comedian like when my because you do that bit. or do you do that because you're a comedian? Both. Both. Because, yeah, I, I'd say you definitely always did that. Always. Yeah. You had this ability as a teenager to do a joke and people found it funny to then go so far into the joke to the part <laughs> that no one found it funny and everyone wanted to kill you to the part to keep pushing it further again Till people again found it funny, even if they didn't want to, and you would you always baguette, baguette. You want somebody baguette? You followed somebody around the shop, just saying that to them. Um, the grab his ass on you like it in the cinema. Yeah, you want to tell that, that story? Do I don't know because 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 I do it often. I think that there's a there's a. I get deja vu every time I go into a cinema. And I think I say it. <laughs> we went to see. It was at room forty two or. Some horror film, anyway, where there's a hotel room that was haunted or whatever. 
And any time that any two people were on the screen together, Dwayne would shout, grab his ass, son, you like it, which is it's a line from American, from American Pie. Pie 2, I think. Uh, I think it's like a truck driver. Yeah. Shouting it into a phone. And Dwayne shouted it the first time, got a laugh. Don't don't watch those films now. American Pie, no. I, yeah, people people have told me not to. They're... It was on Comedy Central there recently, and I chucked it on. And I'm like, oh, they're openly showing this. This is... Uh, it made me uh, ashamed of myself that I loved it so much. Comedies that, that I know it's the well, that's how it was then, but that is that is how it was then. That is how comedy was then. Doesn't make it right, obviously. But well, I watched. I also watched Scary Movie two recently, and uh, that's still beautifully dumb. I think your dog fell off. Definitely the couch. Be, probably. Scary Movie two was as far as parody goes, though, was perfect. Obviously, yeah. there's going to be questionable jokes, and it's of a different time and all that. But no, no, I, I, uh, I stand by and endorse all of them. <laughs> Every single one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to watch Scary Movie too, and I'm going to edit in all the offensive jokes right here. <laughs> Cancel Dwayne Dugan, folks. So, yeah. what I suppose what I was getting off the Billy Connolly question earlier was Billy Connolly often told like long form stories. You, I do that. You yeah. do that. He said in an interview that I saw him before that not a lot of it is actually real. A lot of it he makes up. It's not about his real life. He doesn't go into, I suppose, his personal stuff that much. Is, do you do that? Like, are are you a making up comedy or are you a getting out your pain comedy kind of a thing, I suppose? Because there is there is a kind of a, I suppose not that there's two types of comedians, but those are the two opposite ends of it, I suppose. Well, it goes back to the based in realism thing earlier. Everything I say is made up, mm. but there's nothing in it that you could go, well, that definitely didn't happen. Like everything oh, yeah. could happen and could have happened to me. Yeah, yeah. But so, so there's nothing that, like, the it's stuff not a... about me being bad at sex is entirely made up. <laughs> We'll we'll have to get Fiona on the podcast to to, to find out. I will edit in those clips here. <laughs> I asked you to, didn't film, want to yeah. film me having sex. I did. Yeah. What did I offer you? Two hundred euro. Yeah. Why didn't you take I'm it? Glad I, I'm glad I didn't accept. Two hundred quid. Yeah, back then. Would you, would you be a porn star for two hundred quid? Back then, probably. Mm. We had to pay double rent. <laughs> Because we forgot to pay rent for a while. <laughs> I had to be a porn star. Double rent. <laughs> rent was 65 quid a week. Me and Dwayne lived together for two years, I think, in total. Probably, yeah. The mm. first house we lived in burnt down. And it had to. It had to, or we'd still be there. We'd... Well, uh, I, I, <laughs> I stood on a mouse one day. And uh, killed it, and then it was like, I I remember just picking it up with uh with the top of a Pringles can, and just opening the kitchen door and throwing it into the kitchen because the kitchen is where we didn't go anymore. <laughs> we had a George Foreman that we would just use, and the microwave, and they were closest to the door, but like I don't think we used the kitchen sink for the last two months living there because also the window wouldn't close. Yeah, it was freezing, so we just left the door closed. Mm-hmm. And just instead that's of, where our rubbish stayed. Instead of saying it to the landlord who was literally downstairs. 
So we were talking there about how we lived together for a while and the place burnt down, basically. And we lived in squalor, like scumbags. Um, that apartment, a lot happened in. The fire was... I think say that again? I said a, a, a lot happened in that apartment and the fire was fucking mad as a way to end it. Yeah, I probably, if someone had to play me in a movie, I'd definitely go with Rob McElhenney. <laughs> Fine answer. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening to you at all there because I was like, but say my joke. So the fire, mm. um, at the time, how did you deal with that? Uh, oh, brilliantly. I loved it. Did you? At the time. At the time, I I didn't realise what happened at all. I was like, this is sand. Okay, new new apartment. Bit of attention. Fun yeah, story yeah, to yeah. tell. Yeah. So it was, okay, at the time. So am I to take it over time? You didn't think it was a great thing? Or is it something that affected you at all? Is it? Well, I, yeah, over time, I've definitely realised it's not the best thing to do. <laughs> Is to uh, be in a house that is on fire. No. That's um, I think it affected you more. You got scared by sausages one day. Did I? In the new apartment. I don't remember that. But I, I you said so. But it did affect me so so. But sausages are my trigger. Obviously, we'll get into that <laughs> in a second. But no, I I was very badly affected by it. Like I'm still. I'm still dealing with stuff from that, which is really weird. I know it seems odd, but um, this is about you, Dwayne, not about me. But the, yeah, I think one of your answers, like we did, I did a little, sent you a little pre-interview form, and one of your answers, and that was, um, something about that one of us would have died in the fire, or both of us would have died in that fire. How easily that could have changed every... Obviously, if we were both dead, it would change everything. <laughs> but if one of us had died in that fire... That look, ma- no, imagine the attention point. you'd if, get then. That's a great point. If one of us had died, that would have changed a lot. <laughs> if both of us my future, died. If I died, my future would be so different. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I hate uh, the idea of... I'm terrified of dying. It, like, I'm like, it feels like it's going to happen really soon. Whether that's like, no, but like, let's say it happens 50 years from now. Yeah. That's not that far away in terms of forever. Well, you're not going to get much longer than that. Like, I, I might not get that. Yeah. It's possible. And that shoulder that's injury weird, could like, kill you. No, but like. So it's, does that scare you? Death, what am I, what, are you afraid what am I of that now? Like, at, uh, I, I I don't want to uh, not have my life. Okay. So when you, okay, I don't like that this is going to end one day. That's that's pretty mental. Well, yeah, that's part of the deal, I think, isn't it? Yeah, but like, so what do you think? I know, as a teen and someone in your twenties, you were like an active atheist, like active. <laughs> like your atheism was a religion almost is is that still your view like do you believe there's nothing after or uh, is that I'm part of your fear that it just stops 
Well, it is going to stop. Yeah. I there's I don't think there's anything. I have no, no faith. Neither do I. Neither do I. I don't either. But so you, is is part of your fear? It's not a. But for a lot of people, they're afraid that they don't know what's going to happen after they die. No, I don't care what's going to happen after. What's there? It's just that a, I won't. What's there to be afraid of then? If you just oh, because just knowing that like. Uh, I'm gonna miss out on things. Yeah, but you won't. I will. You'll be dead. Yeah, and I could be alive. Yeah, but you won't know that you're missing out. Yeah, but it's, I'd be sad that uh, just I'll be gone. No, you won't. I, I am currently. <laughs> okay, well that's it's different. Have you always been? Has this always been a fear? No, I don't think so. I think it's as you got older. Last, last while, yeah. That's mad. I guess it's it's the fact that now it's like I think somebody said, Oh, your next milestone is 40. And it's like, oh geez, I'm rushing to the finish line here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think once, it's you, like, once you get to about I, 25 I, from there on out, it's just yeah, I don't like that I'm on the way to the finishing line. I prefer, like, I'm not even, I don't even want to put my shoes on yet. You're in, not someone who likes finishing in, things. No, but in terms of, like, if if once I get to the finish line, I'm done. I'd prefer if I hadn't started the race yet. Okay. I want to be, like... You want to live forever, race, is what you're saying? Not forever, because uh, that'll be, get... That'd be weird. And it's not possible, so I can't even comprehend it. What? What are you saying then? I don't like that I'll be dead one day. For who? For me. But that doesn't make any sense. It does. I prefer I I, I don't wanna I don't want I I, I I I enjoy being alive. I know, but you won't not enjoy being dead. No, but I'm currently not enjoying that I will that's, be dead. That's more weird. Why? Because like, is, is, is this an active worry? Oh, yeah. I, my, I'm my i actually... I Since we started talking about it, I've started to shake a little bit. Genuinely? Genuinely. That's mad. See, that's something not, that... I don't, I don't like it, thinking about it. I, I don't understand having a fear of dying, but not having a fear of being dead, if you get me. Yeah. That's mad. How do you think you'll die? What's what's going through your head? Like, what do you... Old it's going to be the heart, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. It runs in the family. Ah, uh, yeah. And I, my lifestyle doesn't help it. Cocaine and stuff? <laughs> no, but like, I'm not... I, I don't think it's well or exercise. Yeah. Um, which doesn't help the old heart now. The old say- heart is struggling at the best of times so at the worst of times it might just collapse i was in the hospital recently for a suspected heart issue and me too uh, i texted they were going out twinsies and we both have facial hair twins um so i text my biological father who i don't have an awful lot of communication with and i text him just saying hey doctor just asked me is there any heart conditions in my family and I don't know the answer can you give me anything and he was like yeah yeah all my family die of it I was like mm. thanks thanks for that that's um helpful <laughs> I suppose what's funny what's, turned what's out my heart was fine is... by the way but 
So well, my biological father drove me to the hospital because I was visiting him at the time. Yeah, well, that's normal. I don't call him that, though. You should. From now on, refer to, <laughs> refer to him as your biological father. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, your heart, you're, that's what's going to kill you. Fair enough. Um, it took out my granddad and uh, my uncle. Your heart? Have it. <laughs> it's strong. <laughs> um, uh, my uncle had one, uh, a heart, and it tried to attack him. And, uh, yeah, I'm already... So I went to the hospital as well for, for back pain. Uh-huh. Um, and they're like, oh, there's this thing it could be. We should get an MRI for you. But it's very, very uh, rare. It's a form of arthritis that develops in your 30s. But it only happened if there's like... And he said it like this as well, which was really not good. He was like, it's definitely not the case. And I was like, oh, thank God. He goes, it's so impossible that this could ever be possible I'm like oh that's nice unless there was just like loads of arthritis in your family like yeah there is my (laughs) grandmother couldn't move my old man has had two knee surgeries and wake none more I was like there is loads of arthritis in my family he's like oh well it could be that then thanks for that cheers don't don't tell me it's definitely not that and then go oh it might be that I never got the MRI yeah, that's how good they are. Well, I, I'm on a waiting list, but it's been like that was the first lockdown, so it's been like three years. I should probably should have had it by now. Yeah, you probably should have. Although, mm. if you're going public with MRIs, you can be waiting. This is not interesting for anyone to listen to. But about MRIs, I haven't gone, I haven't gone public yet, but I might do a tweet about it in the future. You should. That's good. That's a good joke, Dwayne. Well done. Well done. And that's part of the comedy, guys. You can see Dwayne at Cherry Comedy on Mondays because Mondays are better with Cherry Comedy. Uh, is that right? Why'd you, why'd you hate that so why'd you hate that i so don't much? hate it i really like it it's just i saw it in your face brain. i saw it in your face you were like oh there's that stupid thing he says <laughs> no i like it from a man wearing a creatively t-shirt come creativity. on activity you don't say creatively come on Dwayne. fuck's sake <laughs> um so yeah what are we talking about dying and fires and stuff mm. um dying and fires and bears oh my hey guess what i just saw a post here and while uh, we were disconnected for a minute and it just said that like we're doing this as like 20 year friends right you know know each other inside out I'm sure if you came and asked me for help I'd say yeah whatever it is Uh, and then I read this in the middle and I'm like I would never do this for you and I'll openly say that I think this is too much, but I'm just going to put it out there. Don't care. Uh, a England rugby defence coach, Kevin Sinfield, pushed his friend, his former teammate, and motor motor neuron disease suffering Rob Burrow around the inaugural Leeds Marathon in a wheelchair for 26 miles and then at the finish line picked him up and carried him across the finishing line. Really lovely. Yeah, yeah. But that- I read that going... Fuck that. But it also requires a level of fitness that neither of us possess, so... You wouldn't need the fitness. Because you're going to be the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, 100%. I, that's it, yeah. 100%. Your legs are basically jelly now. They practically don't exist. Um, I remember when Why, we why I chose to stand together. for this podcast is... Beyond me, really. It's, it's why you only... It's why you never stuck with stand-up, wasn't it? Hey. You yeah. sit down, comedian. Uh... 
Yeah, I remember when we were working together in a bar, and you just like fell over. Happened a few times. But like, it, I saw it happen, and I was just like, <laughs> a bit dramatic. Yeah, my leg just disconnects sometimes, basically. Yeah, I get that checked out. I did a few times. Oh. Arthritis. <laughs> I was like, here's an idea. <laughs> Do you ever hear of doctors? Go to one of them. But yeah, mm. so let's talk about, we, we talked about wrestling a little bit and we mentioned graphic design and websites and stuff. Your design work is something that I suppose, yeah, your design work is why we're friends. Because <laughs> you designed a logo that I liked for a wrestler yeah. and, I, and everyone else was going to run away from you. Don't want to bring it up, but everyone else was going to run away from you. And I stuck with you, not because I'm a nice guy or anything, but because I mm. wanted you to send me on this logo that you made on a Nokia fucking 3410 or whatever it was. It was it was a pale green Nokia. It wasn't one of the popular ones, but it had the uh, the photo editor. Um, yeah. I, I, th I think it was my mother's phone, actually. I don't think mine had it. But you could the make HBK the picture logos. messages. Yeah. Yeah, his weird uh, Jesus logo, wasn't it? I don't think so. I think it was the actual box one with the HBK. Oh, yeah. Hunt to kill, brother. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, I think it was that one, and I wanted that. And everybody else is going to run away from you. I don't know why they planned this. I'm not sure what the end result of it was. To hurt your feelings, yeah, I presume. Because um, it's funny. Let's just, yeah. let's just be honest. But that was that would that have been funny? Yeah. If you were all down the end of the... Oh, it was like a mall in Killarney. If you were yeah, all down the end and I came out of a shop and was like, where is everybody? I would be like, look at that fucking idiot. It's mean and it's horrible. And it's it's uh, bullying. We won't get into that. And um, <laughs> But like... That was that the time, same day that you hilarious. named everyone who died in the Oma bombing <laughs> and asked me how were the old dolls. So... I'm not sure you didn't deserve it. I think uh I think that's a very good description of me today. How are the old dolls? And I also did recite everyone who died uh, the only one. Shouldn't be joking about that. That you can recite them. Yeah, I don't know if I can anymore, but I used to be able to. It's from a U2 song, wasn't it? He uh Bono says it at a show. Yeah. But here's the thing as well. That show wasn't released on DVD until two thousand and the October two thousand and three. Okay. Oh, that would have been around then. So maybe it was. Never mind. Yeah. So you would have just literally would have just came out. So you were okay. You started in the school in September. Yeah. You would have went on our first trip. Yeah, probably around October. So mm. probably yeah. Was that two thousand and three? Jesus, that's crazy, right? Yeah. And then, um, will we talk about the rumor? So I want to know I how, how this feeds into you as a person now, in the what's wrong with you view of this show. There was a rumor that Dwayne killed a baby. Dwayne, how did you kill this baby, according to this rumor? Uh, with a sausage. Why your sausages coming off so much in this? Uh, so how how did these people? Was there ever any more info given on this? I remember somebody uh, like later on retrospectively being like kind of like they didn't ever try and make sense of it but it it, it wasn't 
like nonsense it's the, leader. But... It's the worst rumor I've ever heard. Do you hear but about Grey Duke? Like... He killed a baby with a sausage. I guess it's just, I guess and, it's and like, oh, so, they, so they expelled him from his last school. <laughs> Why is there a baby was... in the school? Why yeah. did he only get expelled for this? And how did he kill something with a sausage? So but I, would say, I remember somebody sitting there going, I never thought about it, but I guess, God, if I had to think about it, maybe it was like frozen and they loaded him in the bag, is what somebody actually said. Yeah. You beat a baby to death with a frozen sausage. With a bag of frozen sausages. That's and to be fair. Rochester College would expel you for that. I would watch that horror film. The Sausage Killer? Doesn't have to be a baby, but if like somebody came around with a lot of frozen sausages and bludgeoned someone with them and then went violent. home and ate they went home and ate them. Because obviously The sausages you, are the person. Uh the sausages, let's not get ridiculous. Um but like you've only got like a twenty five minute window. Oh, yeah, because they're frozen, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I would like to see, like, if it was a quick transition and it went from, like, frozen straight into, like, floppy sausages. The film like, would have, oh, film would, oh, would have no. to be called Bangers and Smash. Oh, That's what it have to be. Shit. <laughs> when you said the film would have to be called, instantly went, well, I'm going to have to better this title and I can't do that. No, you can't better that. Bangers and Smash is what it's going to be called. That sounds like a comedy, though. Yeah, well, are you telling me that would be a serious film? The man who goes and beats people with frozen sausages and then eats the sausages is a till serious de- film. Till, till Denny's does his part. Yeah, that's all right. It's, it's, it's a little, little more sinister. It is a little bit more, yeah. So Denny's are sponsoring this film now, are Oh, they wouldn't want it. They wouldn't want Galti. There's probably something with Galti you could do. Think about it. If you're if you're watching or listening, send us in your sausage-related uh, bad film puns. Um, so yeah, that rumor led to. I suppose the girl who started that rumor uh, does my mother's nails or hair or something. But you thought it was me for years. And not for years. It came out pretty quick who it was. But yes, your uh, behavior and personality. Uh, perfectly matched the crime. It's, I have to say, it's the kind of joke I'd make. Yeah, but no one ever, no one ever laughed about it. That's the thing that's most weird. Yeah. That people were like, he did what? That says more about Cove than me. They chose to believe it, I think. Surely no one believed it. I remember people being like, stay away from him. And why did it happen? I remember you telling me this. Where did the rumor evolve from? Because you yes, told me a story know. about this that there was one of them, one of the girls, brought a picture of Justin Timberlake. No memory. Think of this. It was, and stuck it up on the wall, and they said, "Oh, thank God I brought this." And you said, "The only way you will get an enjoyment out of that is if you stick a sausage to it." Wow! And that's where the rumor jumped from. That was me flirting. Probably. Yeah. We're like, all right, so, um, old, all right, old dolls. The only way you're going you to get, get that. You want to stick up some jumbos on that bad boy? Yeah. So that's what happened. That was the, like... Battered sausage! Battered sausage. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Excellent. Sorry, I got very excited. <laughs> but, um, the, I'm a little hungry. Is there a... 
for me as a jump off point to your personality and I didn't know you that long that's it that's a what, moment the, where, the rumor yeah so that's a rumor where you're this new guy that's that people were like oh, he has a funny voice uh, that's Dwayne he's odd that's the for me knowing you that's the jump off do you see it that way or is it before that or is it after that or were you even aware of that at the time uh i think my more, more I, so I, that I, more so that you accepted that that was where not that you became an oddball as a result of that but that you accepted that you were outside the cool people i suppose in the school i think it was in primary school um in fifth class first my day an <laughs> ultimate year in primary school and I think, I think I did, I don't know if I did well on my exams or something, but then I just noticed that I was with people who did really bad. And I was like, it doesn't matter if we do good or not. So then I just kind of went, I'm going to stop caring so much about doing this and have a bit of crack. Oh, yeah. That's a good moment. And that's, yeah, so then it just out of nowhere, then it would be like notes home from, because I'd make my stupid jokes at the yeah. time when, Teachers are like, stop talking. And uh, yeah, that's why I said I got in trouble in school a bit, but like harmless trouble. The, my view of you is this, and I think this is my core memory of you and what I think. If I have to think of your personality, and I don't know if you see yourself this way, but this is how I see you. It's, <laughs> we were in home ec and everybody was turned was asked to change the position of their desks to face a projector. And you realized that you were right in everyone's field of vision. So you didn't turn your desk. So everyone was facing the side of you. And you stayed facing the opposite direction for the entire class, chewing your pen. <laughs> I know this now, yeah. And and everyone was like, what's Dwayne doing? What's he doing? Oh my God, he's so weird. Oh God. And kind of laughing at it and whatever. And you were acting as if you weren't aware of it, kind of. But you were obviously doing it as a joke. And then you bit too hard into your pen and the ink exploded all over your mouth <laughs> and covered you in it. Which made the joke way better. But I'm guessing wasn't your intention. <laughs> no. But that matches, that's like, yeah. I'm the butt of all my jokes on stage, so I guess that worked for that. Is is that how you see yourself, though? As in that, really, I suppose, if you're talking about stand-up, to use Jerry Seinfeld's definition, you're the one person facing the wrong direction in a room. That's literally what you were doing in that class. You facing the opposite direction to everyone else. Well, I think it's a thing as well. It's like, if I try and be too funny or cool or whatever, something has to pull me back a little bit. Literally blows up in your face. Yeah, my if I had to pick a story that I think so, I always say that this sums up my personality. I was young; I was about it was in January nineteen ninety four. What age would I have been? Almost six, and I was at a football game, which is why I know the date. Uh, I was at a football game with my dad, and he bought me a Coke, mm-hmm. and it came in a little styrofoam cup, and sat there with my. Coke, and I noticed like it was a bit flimsy. The cup, like styrofoam, it's not yeah, yeah, 
not that sturdy. And I just noticed if I poked my finger into it, it would kind of bounce a little bit. I was like, and this is my honest thought that I had at the time that I remember so clearly. I stuck my finger underneath the cup and pushed through it because I wanted this. I said, if I, if I push through this, where does my finger go? <laughs> I basically, it went through the cup and then I, all yeah. the coke just poured onto my lap. Good. That's the same thing. Yeah. It's, that's, so I that's, just, that I, is, I, it that's was who all, you are. That's The second my finger went through, I went, oh, of course. Yeah. I should have thought of, I should have thought that this was a possibility. Same of biting a pen for too long, you should assume. Yeah. It's going to blow up in your face. Give me pens. I don't use them anymore. I do. I oh, work in an office. Today. I use them every day. I use work in an office. I've never, I've never touched a pen in my life. When yeah, the, you're literally delivery, a graphic designer. When the, the, the delivery man asked me to sign things, I'm like, I could write anything. I don't think I've written my name properly. There's a there's a comedy club here that gets you to sign the wall when you perform there. And I misspelled my name. You used to practice your signature, though, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I'm one of those guys. In case you're famous, is, or is it a graphic design thing? Uh, I I love the uh, there's uh, the the rhythm of a signature really yeah. pleases me. As in when like the physical, the actual, yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's a swift motion that I always wanted to be able to do quickly. Yeah, is that what you so practice? I just, like, it? just... Yeah, so that I could do it. Your handwriting. You sold your handwriting. Is that true? Yeah. And I was just in the States last week. And uh, I think it's just been removed. It was it, it was put on Pop-Tart boxes. And I couldn't find any there. How does that come about? How do you sell your handwriting? This woman was annoying me for ages. And I thought she was mental. And then she was like, hey, I, I want to buy your handwriting. And I'm like, you go away from me. Don't. And I like... <laughs> But then she messaged me on Facebook and I was like, you need to stop. What's this is weird. Like Where did I remember you see just your thinking, uh I probably did like a, a, a probably like digitalized it at some point. Yeah. And um then she got in touch with me on LinkedIn and only went on LinkedIn and she was saying it was for Kellogg's, and I was like, this makes no sense. And only when she uh, messaged me on LinkedIn that I saw that it, Kellogg's was her place of work. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this must be this must be serious." Because it, it, I remember it was about nine months between her first message and then me finally responding. In terms of copyright, how does that work? Like, can they own your handwriting, or do they lease it, or what way is that? I don't know. I signed a very long contract that I never read. <laughs> there you go. Give me money. Thanks, bye. Yep. I yeah, I said to my dad, I was like, Hey, how much should I sell this for? And he goes, Well, what would you like? And I was like, I'd like a new computer. He said, How much would that cost? And I said, three and a half grand. And he was like, Well, ask for five, and then you can haggle them down to three and a half. Yeah. And then they said, How much do you want? And I said, Five. And I went, Yep. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, they're a billion dollar company. You could have got ten five grand is yeah. nothing. And especially because they had waited nine months for it. They yes, weren't going to move on they to the second it. choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. In Worst terms business of in terms of design work, you've done a lot of stuff with people you are a fan of. 
Yeah, like, give that's us a list. deliberate. Give us a, why? Because you don't want to do it for other people. No, it's that like when I I, saw, I said earlier about I want to get involved, but I see things I want to get involved. But yeah, when I see yeah. people do things that I admire, I really want to be their friend. Okay. So it's so to become friends. So you make this design stuff for them to become friends with them. Yeah, but like at, you're at best friendly, but it's just a little bit more familiar than you would be normally. Yeah, yeah. So give us a give us a rundown of, let's say, famous people or people you idolize or like or in any way that you've designed for. Uh, wrestlers. Um, lots of loads wrestlers. of wrestlers. Yeah, loads of wrestlers. Um, Robbie Fowler. My you see, that's a big one. That's what like wrestlers to me and you was big and to a lot of wrestling fans. So I suppose possibly a lot of my listeners would be wrestling fans. But Robbie Fowler's one that my dad would be interested in, or like you don't know, anyone well, would Rob, Robbie Fowler is who I said I wanted to be when I grew up when I was like five years old. Yeah. And uh yeah, is he your, is he your I, biggest accomplishment? Personally. Yeah. Professionally? No. But who professionally then? Uh, probably the Kellogg's one. Well, yeah, that's a massive company. Yeah, and you, got, you, you managed to do it with decisions. absolutely no effort. Yeah, yeah, that's the perfect kind of uh, job. Uh, what else? I did. I did a thing. See, a lot of them are like. What's you it? did a lot of fan forum stuff when we were growing up too, didn't you? Like, do you still own some of them or design for some of those kind of things? Not really. You did, not really, but like you did a stereophonics one, didn't you? Yeah, I had a stereophonics fan site when I was a kid, and when they that still exists, respond, though, yeah. Uh, there's a Facebook group that people post in, oh, yeah. but as a website and stuff, I don't keep it up. Um, the uh, but what was cool was is like their their website went down for a couple of months while they were rebranding or doing something, and for like six months, if you went to stereophonics.com, it said. Uh, our website's under construction, but check out yeah, this cool. guy's website. So I always thought that was a nice stamp of approval. And like it's just so I could go to Stereophonics gigs for free and get to sit backstage and drink their beer. Yeah, a lot of your work seems to get to you getting stuff for free. Yeah. That's handy. handy. It's worked it's nice. out for me a few times over the years in terms of wrestling stuff and that. Yeah, yeah. I still uh I still haven't paid for a WE show um in a long time. Um, but all my guys are getting fired, so uh, uh, I won't go to them anymore. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I, I kind of it takes a lot of time, so I just do things that interest me or for people that interest me, and that's like my hobby kind of a thing. Then, yeah, if we can, if we can make some money, that's sound, but it's more that uh. I do a lot of this stuff for work and then that becomes all It must be cool for you as as a wrestling fan you have I know you have a collection of wrestling figures that is the gear that you design because it's not just graphic work like you literally have designed logos for people's gear and what kind of stuff they should wear and stuff like that obviously you don't do the actual gear but Yeah I love it and hate it uh, because uh, a wrestling company put out a poster um I had four guys on it and one of them was a guy I designed for and had like a full shot, full body shot of him with the gear and it was officially licensed merchandise. I don't like the poster. 
but <laughs> I'm a hoarder and collector, so I had to buy it, and it cost $65, $25 shipping, and then I had to pay like 30 quid import charges. For your own designs, basically. Yeah, and it, like, it looks fun. dreadful, and it's it's never going on a wall. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're kind of a perfectionist and a completist in a lot of ways, aren't you, and those things? Yeah, I just realized that uh, the picture of my dog from the Foster's website that we that we got her from no longer exists. And that's the earliest known photo of her. Is that killing you? And I spent about two hours looking at Internet Archives trying to find it yesterday and I wasn't able to. And it's going to bother me forever. Surely if you send them an email, they'll be able to find it. Mm, maybe, maybe, but I don't <laughs> like, I do all these things at three o'clock in the morning, so I never communicate with people. So we talked about your design work. In terms of comedy, what's your biggest accomplishment in your mind? Not necessarily what other people would perceive as, but what do you think? What's What are you most proud of? Um... I guess the coolest thing, maybe not the biggest achievement, but the coolest thing was playing at Vicar Street. Yeah. Because that's, I grew up, every comedy, Irish comedy DVD was filmed at Vicar Street in the noughties. Maybe not everyone, but most of them. Mm. That's really, that was the, the, the constant one. So I remember I had a dream for so long and like when it happened, before it ever performed, I thought this is the coolest thing was just to see a comedy show there. Yeah. And I remember sitting up on the balcony for the first time I went to a show there and I was like, this is insane. I cannot believe I'm watching comedy in this venue. So then to walk onto the stage and like, there's like a lot of people get to do support slots there and that's obviously very cool. But like, because it was coming out of the pandemic, there was these unique shows and my name was on the poster, on the ticket. Didn't get a dressing room, <laughs> even though they have four of them. My dressing room was the communal couch. So the next aim is the dressing room. I just, yeah. I don't know. See, I, I said something that I was proud of, so then I had to bring it down. <laughs> yeah. Is that real enough for you? That's very real. I like that. Because this this feels it feeds into the show. So. I have two questions left. One of them, what song do you want at your funeral? Don't want a funeral. Okay, so what song do you want to represent you when you die? Uh, represent me? Um, oh. Well, um, your your dad told us once you were conceived to with or without you, so you might as well go out with that as well. Let, let's not play that one. <laughs> How you're conceived? We'll, we'll, we'll stick with you two. They've been the soundtrack of my life so far, so I might as well be the end credits so what song does it matter uh not the one they did with mary j blige you can burn that with me okay fair enough anything else anything else dealer's choice okay and final question Dwayne. after all this talk what's wrong with you any clearer Um, i need to get my foreskin checked out Okay. Uh, we don't have much time to go into this, but it's going to leave it at that. No explanation. 
Uh, just, I think we mentioned doctor's visits. Um, I think somebody should take a look at it. Is anyone? Just for the crack. <laughs> okay, guys, if you want to have a look at Dwayne's foreskin, uh, drop him a message at Dwayne doctor, on Twitter. Do you, do you know when uh, I'm interrupting your flow, but you know when you okay. like, when there's like a a dog or a child or something and you go boop on the nose. Yeah. Doctor did that to my penis once. Good. And this is when he checked my penis after giving me medicine. And he booped you. And he had all he went, This is what you need. Here you go. <laughs> this is your prescription. See you later. Actually, <laughs> even though I know what you need, let's take a look at your penis. Good. He'd already prescribed the medicine without looking at it. <laughs> but I can tell from through the pants what's wrong with you. But sure, yeah. give us a look anyway. Yeah, and then we spoke about Cole while he was holding it. And did, he make, did he make Titanic and going down jokes and that kind of thing? I just, I just for some reason, I, I just I pictured the BMC. What? Just that's what came to my mind right now. Big massive car. Wow. And nope. <laughs> and um, uh, Barry Manilow cock. If you know, you know. And he, and he goes, oh, yeah, all's good there. And he kind of pulled up my pants a little bit to my waist. And I went, all good. He didn't make the noise. I should stress that. He didn't make the noise. And went, can... All good. How would you react to that? I never went to that doctor again. That's fair enough. I moved shortly after, but I had decided I'm not going to him again. Yeah, that's perfect. This is my first time meeting this guy as well. It had never been before. Well, even if it's not, that's still weird. No, but it's like, oh, if there's a familiarity, you'd go, mm, I know him personally, so I can make a judgment on what he's doing or what his intentions are. Well, he was just tapping your penis. He's a penis tapper. But like, it was very much, that's done. <laughs> it was it was, a, it was a full stop. That's class. Yeah. It's like, it's like when old people lick their fingers to change a paper. It's nothing it's like that at all. It is just tap the nothing, penis, move on. Nothing, it's nothing like that. Oh my God. A lot of he licked his fingers and did it. A man just cycled by with a dog on his head. That's a good place to end this. Um, Dwayne Dugan, thank you very much for uh, being on the podcast. I don't know what I can put out for this, but let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'm going to go eat my wings. So, good luck. Goodbye. So there you have it, folks. My interview with Dwayne. Uh, I think it's an incredible first one for me to do. I was relaxed doing it, which is what I need to get used to doing this format. Um, I loved it. If there's anything you'd like to see me talk about on this, hit me up. You can contact me um, at the Big LB on Twitter and Instagram. Um, on TikTok whatever just send me a message if there's anybody you'd like to see me interview as well hit me up let me know comment on YouTube if you're on that um, follow me on Spotify follow me or subscribe on Apple Podcasts anything and just let me know who you want to hear me interview because I'm happy to interview anybody as long as they have an interesting story or if they want to get something from out here into the world tell them to hit me up I'm always happy to, to chat to anybody and I think we can have a bit of a 
good time on this have a bit of fun enjoy ourselves and talk to the public people I love this shit thank you so much to everybody who listened to my first newly formatted podcast last week I'm having a blast with it I'm going to be here every Friday talking shit and then I'll have an interview on the first Monday of every month my name is Luke Barry this has been What's Wrong With Ya thanks for listening thanks for watching Luke out (laughs) 